Ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good. Here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 77. Tonight, we are under the undeniable influence of the once-repeated lucky number seven. We are filled with a powerful energy and an overabundance of good luck. So, dear listeners, prepare to be awestruck with the power of music and our oh-so-clever and witty banter. If you like what you hear, be sure to head over to wanderingsandwoolgathering.com for more content or like us on our Wanderings Facebook page. I'm your host, Foggy. With me, as always, is... <laughs> I wish our, our folks out there could see this right now as uh, Senior Rife is uh, scratching his back with a long metal hand. Somebody left the back scratcher next to the computer, which I love. Fantastic. So with that said, joining me tonight is Joe Reif. He's the beast man. Holy cow, I'm really Harry Carey fan. He flies a W flag. Upside down because he's Mexican. Joe Reif. I'll, I'll get the itch later. It's still there, but it's good to be back. Hey, boys, what's going on? Very much. Good to have you back. Uh, and speaking of people speaking, it's tea bags. Swinging deep into the valleys of Liptonia. That's nasty. Able to plunge from high altitudes, only to land with a gentle splat. That's nasty. Receiving only the finest education from his instructor, Earl Grey. It's, it's T-Bags, too hot for TV. Hey, how's it going? Fantastic. And rounding out the lineup tonight, last but not least, Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind, his boy band time, it's Metalhead Monday. What's going on, everybody? Not much. <sighs> I just feel like sometimes... Somebody's just trying to throw me off, and you guys secretly talk before the show. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something. Usually Paul sneaks something in, but uh, Joe hit me hard tonight. Yeah. Well, I like it. Just to describe uh, what I have, it's it's a, a what you call this a telescoping back scratcher. Yeah. How how long would you say that is? Seven or eight feet. At least, <laughs> yeah. Is that the monkey's paw on the end of that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a mammalian. I don't know if it's a monkey. It has five little fingers, and they just That's you know, like a bear claw. Uh, yeah, like yeah. a bear claw, probably. <laughs> uh, I just, I just learned today. It kind of looks like raccoons have five fingers but no opposable thumbs. That could be a raccoon claw. Then I don't know. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it feels nice, and I had a little, you know, back scratching to do. And you were doing the intro, so I figured while we were just waiting on you to do all the intro stuff, I would take care of that, and then I'd be good to go for the rest of the show. I haven't made a wish on it, so I don't know if it's magical or cursed or anything. Yeah, if you make a, (laughs) be very careful what you wish for. But if Mm -hmm. you do wish for something, let us know later in the show. Sure. Usually, it does such a good job. I feel like I don't need anything at the moment so i feel pretty <laughs> sad i'll put it away excellent <laughs> uh anything new before we get rolling boys uh i have a story uh hopefully short story but uh it's sort of music related kind of sort of so yeah. <clears throat> i fell down this deep rabbit hole the other day and it's very specific rabbit hole I was watching a reaction video to, I can't even remember what it was now, but, uh, you know, uh, underneath YouTube, I was watching it on the TV. So underneath that there's suggestions, you know, and I saw this other reaction video. It was, uh, I, no one I had ever heard of was a black lady reacting to, um, wicked game by Chris Isaac. I love Chris Isaac. That's an amazing song. I was like, hmm, okay, let's see what this is. 
So I watched it and then there's another one and and I felt I watched like three or four different videos all of black ladies reacting to Wicked Game. Two of them, two of them were I believe uh in Africa somewhere and the other one was like she was American I think from down south somewhere or something but um all three of them, it was amazing and hilarious because all three of them, when the song starts, you know, it has that slinky little guitar riff and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, okay, okay. And then, and then all three of them, when he started singing, they were just like, oh. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then and they're just listening. And then on the chorus, when he hits the, the falsetto, uh-huh. Oh man, they all just melted. <laughs> there was one lady, I swear, her eyes rolled back in her head, and it was like an O face. Nice. <laughs> it it was amazing because, and they were all three so similar, but it was three completely different ladies. And I was just like, wow, the the power of Chris Isaac. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty impressive. There's a Along those same lines, there's a vocal coach um, that watches rock videos and gives her input as to like what she would say. I don't know if you guys have seen her or not, but oh, yeah. there's a. I think she's uh, she's British or yeah. The one with uh, Temple the dog is my favorite because she has a similar reaction. Because you know, I mean, if you <laughs> haven't heard that before, you think Chris Cornell is going to sing it, but then here comes Eddie, and like, there's a marked difference in her face when Eddie Vedder <laughs> starts singing, and then that leads you to the rabbit hole of the MTV Unplugged. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't remember the song. I think it was Black, and yeah. she, yeah, I almost feel like I shouldn't be watching. I feel like I'm intruding on her privacy or something. Because it, I, <laughs> yes, yeah, I was saying, man, it was just like they were all just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Who is this guy? It was yeah, it was hilarious. It was so funny. I think we need to start doing reaction videos to reaction videos. <laughs> A new subgenre. What do you like think? I like it. I've seen a couple of those actually. Okay. I've seen people um because sometimes like uh who who's the guy from is it Brandon Yuri? From uh, from Panic, yeah. Yeah, Panic. He does a lot of streaming. Um and he reacted to a vocal coach reacting to him and it it was was pretty interesting yeah and then she i think she reacted back to that so it was it kind of kept going there for a little bit (laughs) it's like an infinite loop Uh oh man well hey that was that's really cool um i hope you'll share the links to that because i'd like to check that out Uh and uh, you mentioned something you mentioned uh africa and so before we get started i want to give a shout out to our friends in Zambia. Ooh. Yeah, lots of listens last week from Zambia. So if you're in Zambia, Zambia listening to the show, <laughs> just give me a little shout out tonight. I'm telling right. you, like I said, it's all one guy. And he's just <laughs> listened that many times. Why do you got to crush my dreams? <laughs> I, I want to think I'll I'm blowing it. up in Zambia. <laughs> I'll take it. But Yeah. I'll take it. All right. All right. Well, hey, that leads us to the uh, challenge inspired by the Late great Lester Bangs. And that's brought to you by Tea Bags tonight. Yes. So I'm leaving out not only the artist, I mean, obviously the album title, but uh, you'll see why at the end. Um, and I've got it to basically four short paragraphs, but I'd say give it at least the first two. And then if you guys feel like you know it, go ahead and jump in. Okay. Sounds so good. here we go. Um, it's as clear, it's, it's as clear of a cut. I can't even freaking read. <laughs> it's a clear cut proposition as you're going to get these days. You either instantly know you need 35 minutes of this in your life, or you're already backing slowly away. The songs themselves date back in some cases, 10 years or more, presumably, presumably from around the same time blank wrote a two minute ditty for his full-time band sixth album. The rest of the songs occupy that same headspace. They are casual, sweet, disarmingly unaffected, and you can practically smell the campus green wafting off of them. In small doses, this album is lovely. It has always been affecting 
when he's or blank has always been affecting when he's uh, lovelorn, and here he's more or less curled up in a ball of bewildered hurt. Um, this album's best moments tap the same quality. Well, wound. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't read. The album's best moments tap the same quietly wounded melancholy as Paul McCartney's 1971 proto indie pop masterpiece Ram. Alas, 34 minutes is a perilously long time for most to spend alone with this and with this instrument. Um, Blank's precious side has never been his best one, and this album is so determinedly twee and relentlessly self-effacing that it can feel like watching a grown man attempting to morph into a baby koala before your eyes. Blank has said he wants this record to inspire people to pick up this instrument sing along with their friends in an old-fashioned sentiment impossible not to be charmed by. Like a lot of Blank's experiments, the spirit is easier to admire than the final product. This instrument might be a great campfire instrument, but sometimes what works best at the campfire should stay there. I was thinking Eddie Vedder and the ukulele, but some of the other stuff does not make sense at all. Well, you, you are exactly right. That's yeah, I was going to say, that's as good a guess as I can come up with. It was some of the descriptions of the songs threw me off. I thought so, too. When they, I can't remember. They're casual, sweet, disarmingly unaffected. Like, it wasn't... I don't know. I don't ever think of his songs as sweet. Maybe uh-huh. bittersweet, I guess, but... Um, uh, ukulele songs has some sweet tunes on it. I would... If we were going to categorize them that way. Yeah. I'm thinking lyrically, maybe. Yeah. That's it. It is a departure. I was thinking campfire instruments, and I was stuck on the banjo or the hurdy gurdy. I, I don't know. Me too. I was thinking banjo too. <laughs> I was not thinking ukulele. Well, first it was violin or piano, and then I thought, well, no, it's got to be something quirky. So I hadn't come yeah. around to the ukulele yet. I was definitely in banjo land. Yeah, same. I kind of did this Lester Bangs to see what. Joe thought this is from a pitchfork um, review, which oh, well, they're the, notoriously yeah, hit and miss. Said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, as the, being the resident PJ super fan, I just didn't know if you liked that solo project, Joe. I do like that solo project. Um, he opens with a song that they put on one of their other albums, one of the band's albums. Um, so it's it's fun to hear. Um, that get the ukulele treatment some of the what i guess you would call singles off the album are really good uh, i think he has does he sing with cat power maybe he has a couple of guest vocalists he sings dream a little dream of me okay um it's good it's a good album i like it a lot cool good challenge Fantastic. thank you all right. Well, <clears throat> so you move up the ladder, T-Bags. You'll have the uh, big challenge next week, and uh, Mr. Mundy will have Lester. Sweet. Okay. Oh, Joe said I cannot read that. Yeah. The rest of you can read that, right? I couldn't read it either. Should I get up there nice and close? I, I can't even see it. You guys, your video's going in and out for me. So. Is this something mouth? <clears throat> what? No, I can't. It says 1129. I beat Mundy. Oh, oh, that's to be celebrated. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna. It's gonna be my avatar from now on. Yeah. Well, my my head is never in Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedderland, so I never, I would not have pulled that one out. Now we know the secret, guys. <laughs> if we need a victory, we just pull out the better. Just, just yeah. go to the go to the well. Apparently, Steve, you are Jake Paul, and we are Nate Robinson. Right. <laughs> Please don't ever call me Jake Paul. <laughs> uh, I'd rather be laying face down on the canvas than actually being Jake Paul. So, all right. Well, that brings us to our big challenge of the week, which is brought to us by JPP, who isn't here tonight. And you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but it uh, basically was, you know, during COVID, you know, we've been in this now since last March. What are some albums or songs you go back to, comfort songs that you revisit and you have revisited during this time? And so before I have you guys start answering, I'm going to go ahead and read Paul's choice. I've never heard of this, 
person or band. I think it's a, a person, but um, this is his. He said, my choice is the artist Bibio. His music has been very relaxing for me as it has a lot of acoustic elements, including violin, mandolin, and baritone guitar. The music appears to be recorded with vintage tape equipment, making the music sound as if it's passed through an Instagram filter. There are some electronic elements to his work, but everything has an organic vibe, and it certainly comes at my highest recommendation. Give the album uh, Ribbons a go, particularly the song Curls. So that was Paul's answer, Bibio. Spell it. B-I-B-I-O. All right. Have ever heard of it? Nope. 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 And I did check, um, Monday came on before the show, and I checked on Apple, and it was there. So it's a you know, fairly big artist. I'm guessing it will also be on Spotify. So it's a real thing. He's not making it up. <laughs> it's well, not it's him. not some Paulism that only he knows, or he, some guy takes down at a festival somewhere and made him sit with him on a picnic table. Uh, <laughs> I think he's, have I seen some of that on Paul's, uh, maybe an Instagram story or, um, uh, I feel like I've, he's posted some things on social media about El Bibio. Could be. All right. Who wants to go first with their choices? My hand's not up this time. <laughs> Although, I, didn't, I didn't do it correctly. I don't think, but, um, I didn't know it was specifically like quarantine related. So I have albums that match certain moods that I always go to. Um, but I'll say, and this probably is me cheating, but honestly, during the quarantine, I've spent most of my time in with, instead of with a specific album inside the browse tab of Spotify, because it feels like I'm out doing something different. Like I'm getting new music, you know, it's so it's like, it's a comfort to me towards the end of the night when the dogs are sleeping and, I'll even grab coffee late at night, you know, doesn't matter to me and uh, just put headphones on and listen for new music. And so I found some new artists that way. And uh, so it's not a specific album, that, but that's a specific thing that I go to. Um, other than that, like if I'm writing, you know, I'll listen to ghosts a lot or animals by Pink Floyd. But um, a lot of those other things are just go-to items for moods, not necessarily for quarantine. So that's my answer is I, I'm browsing like I'm hopefully in an old CD store. That's cool. Yeah, I have actually something similar. Um, I, I wrote down two things. One of mine that's similar to yours is I have a, a playlist on Spotify that I just call Fave Jams. And it's really just like my favorite, uh, mostly pretty much my favorite metal songs. And even like when we listen to new stuff and if I find a song, I'll just throw it in there. And I mean, I got it. It's like almost 600 songs. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'll just put that on and put it on shuffle and go with that. I've been going back to that quite a bit, but uh, one album that I have been coming back to, <clears throat> excuse me, is um, uh, I think we can maybe call them friends of the show, Jack, the radio <laughs> there. Uh, they have a live album called devil in here. And it is, fantastic it it is almost damn near a perfect album it it is uh i actually sent a message to george hodge the other day and i told him that i've been listening to that a lot and my favorite live album of all time is portis heads uh nyc album it's uh it's amazing it's it is perfection and this one is i think right underneath it maybe about to take its place wow it, it wow. is so good i cannot <clears throat> recommend it enough I, the musicianship the the live production the uh, it's just spot on so good cool. uh, did, did that live album have any of the new music on it because the, the no, new stuff was, came out during quarantine so Right, no, Devil in Here was before uh, Creatures. They still had uh, the other singer in the band. I think his name was AC. Um, he was still in the band, so it has their older stuff. It doesn't have anything from Creatures on it. Gotcha. Joseph? Yeah, that was my question, if they had previewed anything from Creatures. Since that's that, I've, I've played that album uh, several times over and over again. In fact, it, we were... Yeah in denver out kicking around and i needed something that everybody could 
agree on you know one of those albums where if there's a mix of people in the car and you need to make sure that you're kind of catering to everybody or just good background music actually is what i was yeah. looking for so I, I threw that on got some good comments from the from the passengers cool. um, so that's cool um i've been uh sort of like tony um just kind of browsing i've been listening to um a lot of the Beatles um as solo artists <clears throat> so you know a lot of solo Paul McCartney uh, I love solo John Lennon they're all for different moods the one that probably stayed around longest was um all things must pass which is kind of an ironic title for right now and it had nothing to do with that it's just it's just a really solid album full of great tunes um the uh ballad of Sir Frankie Crisp I, I love that freaking tune wah wah um so many good jams on that which usually leads me to a clapton rabbit hole pretty quickly so that's that's been just a good um a good escape um i've been listening to also trying to make sense of everything it's it's uh it was a weird year we had i think there was i don't know if you guys heard about the election much but we had that going along with the quarantine uh so the drive-by truckers uh put out an album in it's been a while now, but uh, the American band was the name of that. And it was kind of trying to help me make sense of what was going on in the country. Then they released a new album in October called the new. Okay. So I listened to that a lot. Um, you know, John Prine, uh, we lost him to COVID. So I listened to a lot of John Prine as well. Um, kind of as a memorial thing. So I don't know, just been hopping all over the place, just trying to find good stuff to take my mind off of what's going on. So, well, I chose, well, okay. So this isn't going to come as a super surprise to anybody. I did choose a Rush album, but I bet you can't guess which one it was. <laughs> is, that, is, is that a saying, yep, you're right? Or... <laughs> no, just said you guys all suck. No. Um, <laughs> that was rhetorical. <laughs> no, uh, I've been going back to Signals, which came oh, after right. Moving Pictures which kind of was that turn in their music stylings. Um, I mean, it really started, I guess, back um, with Permanent Waves, but this was really a big signal with keyboards and things like that. But it's such a good album. It just incorporates everything, and I really love it. So uh, you guys should check it out if you haven't. So I've listened to that quite a bit. I dug out a number of times, actually, off and on over the last couple of months, Our Lady Peace Clumsy, which is a fun little record back in the 90s uh they're a great canadian band i think we're seeing a theme here uh canadian yeah. bands but <laughs> and then um it was kind of funny the other night i was i text tony because i'd been going back and listening to nf like all records all the way back you know mansion yeah. and everything and he was like yeah me too <laughs> so we kind of hit it at the same time going back and listening to all of his other music and it was really fun because i'd always listened in parts but I never listened all the way through to really see the progression as a musician mm -hmm. that he has become. And he's so much better now on this record. And some of the things that he talked about on the first record, especially with mental health and dealing with loss and dealing with a mother who wasn't very, because was kind of absent, even though maybe she was there, the way he dealt with it then would be, I think, very different than he would deal with it now, at least mm -hmm. vocally and, and, creating songs and everything so um, it's just been fun to watch or kind of look at it that way and see the progression that he's made and how good he is today mm -hmm. so how about this issues. uh is there a new album that we've reviewed that you guys have listened to the most during quarantine i have listened to project renegade three or four times in the past couple of months all right um, mine would probably be jack the radio uh, and not not just creatures, but I mean, kind of mostly creatures and this their live album, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I might go back and forth between Beauty and Chaos I, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, um, why well, I don't know why the name's escaping me, but Cat, um, oh yeah, Holy Wars, Holy Wars, Holy yeah. Wars. Mm -hmm. yeah. and yeah. So, I mean, everybody gets a little bit of rotation, and you know. Jack the Radio is something I was really listened to at work for a while there too, and but yeah, I, I continually go back to Beauty and Chaos and Holy War. So, 
Mm-hmm. The new stuff Holy Wars is putting out is so good. It really is, yeah. I wish they were doing more than singles, but it's man, it's good. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I'd love to have an album just to rip through an entire album and enjoy it that way. I don't know about you guys, but I, you know, when you listen to it, it's good music anyway. But there's like a knowing that we've had a chance to talk to them and find out like a little behind the scenes stuff that kind of makes it even more special when you're listening mm-hmm. to it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's um, one of the things that, I mean, that's one of the reasons I think I've connected with Jack the radio so well. I mean, I loved it as soon as I heard it, but then, you know, uh, George and Kevin came on and there, well, there's a Kokomo connection with Kevin. So that's just kind of cool. And, you know, <laughs> you know who 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 is from kokomo that's actually doing music but yeah george has been very very cool and i've been in contact with him quite a bit so he's that it it makes a difference it really does yeah i agree well nice i i think i can present next week's challenge if you guys want it absolutely it's really like uh since we're talking about like repeating things what we go back to and listen to um, one of my favorite challenges that we've done is when we've each given when we've given each other a song to review. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I kind of want to go back to that, and we'll figure out the order who's given what to who. But um, I think in the past we've like given people two choices of which one they want. I think you give something, just give somebody one song that you want them to review. But if they've heard it, it has to be cast aside and go to the next one. They have to review something they've never heard, but don't give any choices. Okay, so like, so if I gave Joe a song and he was like, "Oh, I've heard that song," then I have to come up with another one until I hit something he hasn't heard. Absolutely, yep, got it. Don't worry, it won't be. You won't have to make a long list if that's the case. (laughs) (laughs) I am gonna. I'm gonna announce right now that I'm going to use Florida (laughs) for Neil Young. Stop the count. This is fixed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure. Challenge accepted. No, very good. That was fun. That we did that last time. So, yeah. yeah. I still listen. I'll try something. You gave me, Steve, what did you give me? It was um, uh, Silver Sun Pickups. Uh, yes. Uh, catch and release. Yeah. And that still, from that time on, it's on. I listen to it once a week. It's on this playlist. I listen to it work. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to our album review. And uh, it's actually the album's been out for two weeks now Killer Be Killed, Reluctant Hero. Uh, We were going to do it last week. Things came up. We couldn't get to it. So, we're doing it this week, which is fine because it gave us a little extra time to sit with the record, which for me, I really benefited from the extra time. Uh, I don't know how you guys felt, but I think the more I sat with it and listened, uh, the better it got. So, uh, Mundy, this was your choice. Do you want to just give us a little background on the supergroup? Uh, yeah. Uh, Killer Be Killed is a kind of a metal supergroup. Um, <clears throat> it was founded by Max Cavalera of Soulfly, Troy Sanders from Mastodon, and Greg, I believe it's, Pusiato from uh, formerly, I think now formerly from Dillinger Escape Plan. And uh, they had their drummer in the beginning. I don't remember who he was. He left and they have a new drummer now, which is Ben Kohler from the band Converge. And um, they put out their first album in, I believe, 2013, maybe. Mm And uh, so it's been a minute, but, you know, they're all in pretty big bands, so makes sense, you know, but uh, they found some time and threw some new material together. And now we have Reluctant Hero. I think it's more than just throwing it together. I think this mm-hmm. album worked pretty seamlessly. Um, and there were some points where I felt like some of the choices they made in the song order were pretty evident or clearly thought about beforehand. So. Uh, destructing, deconstructing, self-destruction, the first track on the album. We always talk about the album starter. I thought it was the perfect album starter. What do you guys think? Super solid. Solid opener. Yeah, I liked the high, lots of high energy, and uh, the vocals were great. 
Yeah, I like the big that's big big thrash, and then getting to Max's <clears throat> voice in a in a pretty quick clip yeah. was a good idea. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I love about this band on their first album and this one too is you have three singers. I mean, mm-hmm. Max obviously is the singer of his band. Troy is in Mastodon, that is a, another band that has like three different singers. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Greg was, I mean, he's Dillinger Escape Plan. Uh, his vocals are crazy. He's got a really crazy range. So mm-hmm. for them three, them three wow hillbilly mm-hmm. for those three uh <laughs> to trade off like they do is just awesome and it works so well yeah i really that was my big note for the second song was the blending of the three vocalists and using the different styles so seamlessly mm-hmm. uh, i i think they did just an amazing job on the whole record with that and on the first one i i don't know if you guys feel like this or not but when uh, greg is singing and he picks up his pace a little bit he sounds a little bit like ozzy light there's a little bit of that echo in there i think i caught that my note says a little ozzy sounding yeah yeah okay good i can hear that (laughs) uh Um, second song oh go ahead tony well i was just gonna i mean I'm, i'm going out of order but since you're kind of talking about how important the lead off is i my personal favorite song was the end which is also a bit, for me it's a big one like how are you gonna ride this mm-hmm. thing out and it was the title track too so yeah um i just really love that one i like the lyrics a lot i love the slow build of it um, yep. i thought it was a well-crafted song yeah reluctant heroes it's a great song it has a really cool mellow opening and then it's kind of uh the when the drums come in, they sound amazing and it's, you know, really cool drum parts. And yeah, it's a, it, it's a pretty great closer. Uh, the opening and closing, they, they nailed that on this one. Absolutely. I like how they, I like that it was slow, more serious, a little different vocal approach. I think mm-hmm. that was a nice choice. Uh, second song, Dream Gone Bad. This might have been my favorite one on the record. Great vocal uh, sharing on this one. Uh, I like the message, you know, if you can get out there on your own, you can make it uh, or get out of your own way, (laughs) you know, um, and it's never too late to turn it around. So there's definitely a positive message there that I like. This one, uh, this is the, I I, I don't, I guess I didn't notice it in the first song so much. It might not have been so overt, but this one right here made my ears perk up because Troy's bass tone, it oh, so good, so good, and it just in this song, I think it really just kind of hits the pocket. And man, it's his bass sounds killer on this one. Yeah, we need Paul here to to really help us with what we're trying to say here. But they get, (laughs) they they get, they have such. You're right though. The bass tone, uh, the guitar sounds, the drums, the mix. I mean musically these guys are just so solid and there are so many times where um vocally uh you know you have whoever's singing matching up with the lyrics uh matching the lyrics up with the rhythm so well uh such a great interplay between all the musicians backing whoever's singing and and the vocalists at the time i i love that part of this band yeah that's a it's just a side note but i watched the thing on mixing this weekend because, man, that's such an art, you know? I mean, yeah. I, and just some of the little nuances and things that people will do or know how to put something in a, just in a certain spot, so you're going to hear it there. And, and I agree. It was, I mean, production-wise, it was amazing. Uh, next up is Left of Center, which might have had my favorite lyric. Um, he said, Left of Center, you the other side unified in our divide i always like it when they're clever like that with yeah. the unified in our divide that was yeah. cool differences and things that was a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> and a good song i mean i don't think there was a clunker musically on the record or anything that i was just like god it sounds bad yeah mm-hmm. no there was one song where i didn't love the the chorus but i mean other than that yeah it's, there's not a song on here that i hate the only one I considered a clunker, and you guys probably will disagree with me though, but was Filthy Vagabond. Oh, okay. I love it. 
Uh, yeah, I thought I mean, that's just that's just a great road song, and I, I like love a, I love the in the chorus when they do the oh's, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, did like that. I did like that part. I think I'm such, a, great. I'm such a lyric snob that when it's so like really just like a just kind of telling the story of exactly that, you know, just being on the road. Oh man, like, that's these guys yeah. live on the road though. Like it's all the great bands; they have great road songs. You know, I mean, you oh, go yeah. like turn the page from bob seeger there's uh, i mean so many yeah well, I got a head vibe from this one well i, I was them. just gonna say motorhead like they have they have a few i think and one of the comes to mind is we are the road crew so i mean no you know, I, I get it i mean i understand the disagreement if i wrote a song about marketing i'm sure they would hate it <laughs> <laughs> not if you sung it like this <laughs> Ooh, you almost made me spit on my computer. Uh, <laughs> um, make Joe itch. Yeah, I'm itchy again. You know, it's weird. As I, I felt like it had this. It was Motorhead all over it, and then when they got to the breakdown, it gave me a real early Soundgarden feel. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I guess, I don't know, you can go back and check it out, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I really like the song, and I didn't dig into the lyrics too much on it. I just I couldn't help but love the the chorus. My note here was the chorus is killer. Yeah. Yeah. See now the two tunes that really stood out to me are the end the end tune, uh the title track and this one because the band kind of deviates from that that medium tempo, which they're not all medium tempo, they're not that kind of thing. You know, Soundgarden could fall into that, speaking of them. But they kind of get into this this uh lane and they just kind of stay there for a few songs. But when they, they get into a song like Left to Center, which has a really cool riff, it's really upbeat, just kind of drives. Um, you know, it, it varies things up. I actually wish they would have done more slower tunes like the title track and maybe sprinkled one in earlier in the album, kind of broke it up a little bit, but there are a couple of really thrashy tunes, filthy vagabond being another one that it just kind of brings another dimension to things. I, and I, I like, I appreciate the, the change from just what I've heard for three or four or five songs. Uh, previous to that so you know i dig a song like this because of that fact see and i like yeah. the placement on the record because the album or the song that came before the intercom from outer storm starts off with that really slow cool drumming intro which Very i thought was cool really intro. excellent and it oh, yeah. slowly builds up and then max's part hits and it's just so heavy uh i love that song as well that yeah, actually, it, you mentioned the your favorite lyric lines. <laughs> this one, that one had mine on one of Max's parts where he says, trash hole from beyond. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it just made me laugh. I was reading along with it. I was like, oh, that's so good. It's funny. <laughs> that intro on Intercalm is all, it's nearly a minute long. I timed it because I, I sat and listened to it and I thought this is, you know, I mean, bands just don't take a lot of chances like that anymore and maybe it's because they're a super group and they can get away with stuff like that or or whatever but i appreciated it you know it's like and that to take that long i don't know if that's where a music fan stands out where other people don't have the attention span to wait for a song to build like that and kick in um i thought it was cool i feel like that happens more than you would think in metal i really do mm -hmm. because that you have so many of the fans are musicians maybe and uh i, I don't know i i feel like uh their metal fans are a little more uh permissive on that front well it's a different breed too we're not the typical pop song person who lives only by singles yes. and you know the grammys and things like that yeah. i mean we live for our albums when they come out. So we're willing to stick with it. And, you know, prog rock, especially, you know, with Tool and groups like that, that have long songs. Yeah. We have attention spans and can appreciate music. So, Is this the one that, uh, is Intercom the one that doesn't have a repeating part to it? Is that the one I'm thinking of? I didn't, I don't think I wrote anything down where with that, that I mean, repeating intro, vocals. Well, there's lyrics. no, like, there's no pattern, like verse, chorus, verse, right bridge i think it i think it kind of shape shifts all the way through and the song doesn't ever really repeat i'll have to go back and listen to it same yeah i don't you're right you might be right no you are yep there's no repeating of that yeah so where it it you would expect 
you know what I'm saying, a verse and a chorus, and like yep. I've heard this before, it does the whole thing. I thought that was a really cool effect. I, I wish yeah, more bands a, would do that. Yeah, switch up the structure a little bit. It's mm-hmm. not, yeah, not A B C first chorus no. bridge, first <laughs> chorus bridge, outro. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's cool. Okay, so that led to filthy, and then we go to from a crowded wound, which was a big change up from filthy, which was nicely placed again on the album. I thought. Yeah, this is one of my favorites on the record. Um, the the beginning, you have like the really cool, you know, I love, I'm a sucker for the the open string chug riff, which they had a little bit of that at the, in the beginning. And it slides into like a really cool, smooth groove. Um, the when it then it goes all quiet and it's kind of kind of sounds neat, and then bam, punches right back in with the very very cool section there towards the end i I just think this is a really good song i love the structure love the sounds really cool Uh, i i liked it musically especially i thought it was something like you said where it was placed coming off a filthy vagabond but um Mm -hmm. just had a lot of and i like the guitar work in it quite a bit yeah seven minute song you're never bored it's interesting all the way through um yeah even with the with that slow churn that Mundy's talking about, that just kind of plods along, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's overstated. It's welcome. It just keeps moving. So, uh-huh. I'll say too, since you mentioned the guitar, um, I don't know if anybody else is aware of this, but uh, Max Cavalera he plays like a normal guitar, but when he strings it, he only strings four <laughs> strings. He doesn't use the bottom two high strings. So he's he never plays leads. He's always straight rhythm and it's always the low tones. He doesn't he doesn't even put those last two high strings on his guitar. Wow. So so everything else is is uh, Greg Pusiato because he's the other guitar player. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Wow. Um, And Greg had a nice. Focus on the next song, The Great Purge, uh, which I thought had some a really nice breakdown with uh, had some slight little uh, soft drum rolls. And yeah, I and I wish Paul was here because I don't know how to describe what it was going on with the guitar, but it definitely wasn't heavy. Uh, it was a lot softer. And then um, after some of the heavy singing, you know, Greg comes in and sings later, which I really liked a lot. This was yeah, another oh. highlight for me. Um, these two. Uh, Crowded Wound and Great Purge. That, along with the first track, that was my three highlights on the album. And this one, I, that that first change that they hit in the first verse is so unexpected. And it just kind of threw, I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then uh, like the the jam on the end of the song is just mm-hmm. absolute, absolutely killer. I like that. Yeah, I, this was also Jeremy Mark. I had uh, from a crowded wound the great purge and reluctant hero. So, just one off from what you had, but this was one, one of my top three, and I feel like it had the most atmosphere of all of the mm-hmm. songs. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really cool because we've reviewed a lot of albums too. That this is the pocket where it can get kind of slow, that middle, mm-hmm. yeah, that middle ground, mm-hmm. and uh, coming between filthy and then crowded wound and then great purge. That's that was a pretty good sequence. Yeah, all these songs are like little mini journeys, I feel, and they all just kind of take you through a range. Uh, this song definitely had the range. Uh, it was a cool tune. Mm-hmm. And then next up is Comfort from Nothing. Another positive message about working hard. Seems to be a recurring theme here. Yeah. Anybody else like it? Yeah, I didn't. Um, there wasn't a ton here for me. I mean, I liked the song. I enjoyed it, but... I didn't really make too many notes about it. I mean, it's got some solid grooves, but that's about all I had to say about this one. Same. Yeah. Uh, then Animus comes at you hard <laughs> and fast. <laughs> I was looking yep. at this, and the first time I listened through it, I was looking at all the songs, and I was like, a minute eight, huh? Maybe it's yeah. just like a, a transition or an interlude. I was like, mm-hmm. nope. <laughs> no, it is not. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan of that one. But 
it's that like a, it's like a straight up it's like a hardcore song i mean it's, yeah. they get in they get it in they play fast they scream at you and they're done yeah, yeah. it's and what a what a sing along too! Your head is is a severed trophy. Your severed head is a trophy. Your body fed to pigs. Hate is the only answer. Pain can only end with death. Nomadic bastards. Animals. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean everybody now. That's a top forty hit all day. Top forty. That's <laughs> well, radio friendly in length. Only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah comfort for nothing or from nothing and animus were the that was probably the down spot on the album for me everything else was pretty high and dead limbs uh the next song i really liked it it was one of those that's really hard but they really kept the melody front and center which i thought made the song yeah. sound really good and the change of vocals on the chorus was killer here yeah, see this is the one Sorry, Tony. This this is the one that I I don't like the chorus on it. I don't know. I just heard it, and it, it, it I love you know part changes and tempo changes, all of that. I love that. I love the dynamics. This one, I don't know, man. It just hit me. They when they switched over to the chorus, I was like, hmm, just kind of kind of butted up against that one. I don't I don't know why. Yeah, that's understandable. I'm I'm going all the way back to when you're talking about production. I think that's what. I'm not saying save this song for me because it's not like I hated it, but like the panning and the guitars and everything were were what I liked the most over the lyrics and the chorus. I so noticed some production cool. things on this too, Tony. I like the interplay between the guitar and the drums on this one. It kind of actually took me out of the the lyrics and the vocals for a minute. So, but it, but I like that aspect quite a bit. Yeah. All right, then that was the last song. Then it's Reluctant Hero, which we've already talked about and i think we all agree that that was a perfect album closer yeah, which yeah. means they started and stopped the album perfectly yeah what's the overall review l ray let's start with you you know i don't i had a, a roommate that was really into soulfly and i liked it when he played their music and i just didn't ever give him a chance but you know i like this you know it's a super group so it's easy to like uh because you have so many solid elements coming together. I'd listen to this again. I'd give it a 3.72. What kept, what held you back from the 3.73? <laughs> uh, you know, I wish Animus was twice as long. Um, <laughs> you know, I just wanted more. <laughs> All right, T-Bags. Well, let me say, like, I would have done better in school if I didn't have to take math. There was all something that like pulled me back, you know, as far as my GPA goes. So, uh, Filthy Vagabond and Animus were kind of like the things that held this from getting a higher score. But, uh, but I did like it. Um, there are songs that I'll listen to again for sure. Uh, I can definitely appreciate it, and the production is great. The vocals were surprisingly good to me. Um, but because of those two songs, when I averaged it out, it came out to be just a little bit over three for me. <laughs> All right. I'll give mine so we can let Mundy close it out since this was his choice this week. I'm going to say, gosh, three, seven, five to four. I'm somewhere in that range. I'm going to listen some more. But the more I listen, the more I'm liking it. So I'm leaning more towards the four. I really liked a lot of these. And I'm so surprised that they were able to make three different vocal styles work so well together on every song. Mm -hmm. And for me, I mean, that's really the star of this album. Monday. Um, yeah, so obviously I love these guys. I, I will tell you all, if you have not, I would suggest going back and listening to the first album. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's just, it's great. The, these guys are great. And what I love about them is we've talked about the vocals. I mean, three... First of all, any band where you can switch off multiple singers is always interesting. And, um, you know, it, when, when the vocals change, it catches your ear and you're like, what's going on here? And it, I, I love that. And these three work very well together. Um, and I also love that those three bands, Soulfly, Mastodon, Dillinger, Escape Plan, you can hear all of that in these songs 
I mean, there, you know, when there's a part that come on, like, oh, that sounds like Macedon. And then it, every part that Max sings on, he obviously wrote and like, oh, that that's Max. That's totally Max. And, you know, I mean, you can just you can hear it all. And it works so well together. I just I love these guys. I, this is a solid four out of five. And I'll, I mean, I'll definitely be listening to this again. I've already put a lot of these songs on my fave jams playlist. So. <laughs> I can join the other 600. Yep. Not cycle through them. Yeah. <clears throat> so you may never hear it again. Yes. <laughs> with, with 600 songs on shuffle, maybe, there may be yeah. songs lost in the abyss. We'll listen to it for a couple days, maybe. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, that was great. The, that was, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Tony. I was going to say, what's the name of the first album? It's just self-titled, Killer Be Killed. Okay. Thanks. Next week. We will be doing one of two things. We're not sure yet. Our old friend Michael Ciravolo may be stopping by. And if that doesn't happen next week, we are going to review Smashing Pumpkins' new record, Sir. It's 20 songs, so we've got a lot of work to do on that. And um, I'm afraid it's going to be one of the worst weeks of my life on this show. <laughs> I know. It's Anyway, we'll talk next week about that. Um, so, gentlemen... If anybody actually likes what we had to say tonight, where might they find you? Metalhead. Uh, just always find me on Instagram at Metalhead Monday. Yay. El Ray. Yeah. While you're on Instagram, I'm El Ray 4, uh, E L R E Y, and the number four. T Bags. I'm on the Wanderings and Wool Gathering Facebook page. So even if you don't like what I had to say, you can still throw something at me. Tomatoes, rotten lettuce, yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Math, math, math problems. <laughs> you can throw a pie at him. Uh, <laughs> Never I gets see. old. I see. <laughs> what about you, you, could, you can find me at Boggy Spal on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find the show at wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. Find us on the Facebook page, as Mr. Teabag sold us. Or you can find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Castbox. Until next week, when we challenge each other with a song we haven't heard, play Lester Bangs, and review a record or talk to Mr. Cervolo. We'll see you then. Bye now. <laughs>